Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. I am super excited about my guest today, Jamie. Jamie, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for inviting me. Awesome. Well, without further ado, let me introduce you to Jamie. She's the co-author of the book, The Ever-Loving Essence of You, can put a fresh spin on just about anything that anyone throws her way. Her unique and masterful ability to reframe even the most difficult situations is truly astounding. Suddenly, your biggest nightmare becomes your greatest pleasure as she lovingly helps you sift through the contrast and find that small opening of light that quickly becomes your greatest jumping off point for clarity. And I think we all need that in our life unassuming, reassuring, and seemingly without any sense of ego, Jamie can put everyone and everything at ease. She's an asset to any corporate setting. She's easily able to untangle the issues at hand and move right along into helping facilitate a solution-based platform for creative, productive, good-feeling collaboration and change. Jamie can most often be seen working with adults, teens, children, and couples, as well as small groups. She never positions herself as the expert of anything and is always reminding you that it is you who knows best for yourself always. Jamie, I'm so excited to jump into this conversation. Okay. So I love your bio and I just love the fact that you like to tackle the mess. I think so many times people avoid the mess. So tell me, how did this become your jam? And I just love to hear all about it. So um, I started off as a psychotherapist and worked with um, people for a long time in a private practice, all along kind of knowing that there was something else. Um, Because I did not think that we were really assisting people in assisting themselves when we Mm. continued to ask them to look backwards. Mm. So I studied, I traveled, I gave up my practice, and now I'm doing something very different. So it is um, really about helping people help themselves in a very lovingly curious way. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I I really think that we are not used to hearing that we know best for ourselves, Mm -hmm. but we do. Yeah. So um, that's kind of my passion is um, assisting people and assisting themselves, assisting people in taking personal responsibility and getting from where they are in this moment to where they'd like to be. Yeah. I love what you said about, you know, traditional, you know, I guess it's therapy, counseling, anything like that. You know, so many people 
don't realize that their past is not their destiny. And so I love that you focus on forward thinking and future thinking and that our past truly hasn't defined us. No. And in many ways, our past has have been, it has been a blessing. So how can we look back from our adult here and now perspective? Because when we do that, it looks really different. And I think that's where we can really find the power of what was then and where we are today as a result. Yeah. And you took some bold action in your journey. (laughs) You said that you like abandoned your whole practice and started something new. How did you get the courage to do that? Well, I think our inner being is tapping us on the shoulder all day long and we are too busy or we don't want to listen. Um, and I'm brushing them off, (laughs) brushing them away all the time. Exactly. (laughs) And I think, um, I knew there was never going to be a good time to do this, but it just did not feel right doing what I was doing day in and day out because I did not think I was really assisting people. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think when we listen to our inner knowing, then we are guided to our best selves. Wow. So you work with different groups of people, adults, teens, children, and couples to work through, you know, kind of the, their mess or what's going on in their life. How do you help them to get through that? Well, I don't think it's a mess. I think okay. that um, I think that it's just um, a lot of lovely contrast. And Ooh, because, I love that term. Yeah, yeah, because when we can start to soften the language and even uh-huh. the tone around everything that's going on, it's much easier to mm-hmm. embrace it with curiosity and with optimism. So it's a process that does not have to be arduous and depressing and difficult. It can be really fun and uplifting and very hopeful. Yeah. So one of the things you mentioned is that you're able to untangle all the issues. How does that process work? Well, I think when we understand that we can step back from some of the emotional components of Mm. what has occurred. Once again, looking at what was from our right here and now adult perspective is very helpful. Yeah. Then we are able to be more emotionally intelligent and understand it for not what it was, but what it is right now. Yeah. Because a lot of what was has nothing to do with what is, but yeah. we've dragged it into the now unnecessarily. Yeah. And a lot of people need permission to do something different other than to continue the mantra, the story, mm-hmm. the you know, whatever all that was, it, no matter where it even came from. So it's nice when people have an opportunity to take a deep breath and say, mm-hmm. okay. You know, where I am, where am I now? And what do I want for myself? Which is yeah. a very good question. But and sometimes that's e- that's easier said than done to know the answers to that. 
Right, and sometimes the answer changes moment by moment. But what's so fun is that when you can lovingly and curiously explore moment to moment what you want for yourself, not what others want for you Mm. or not what you want for others, but what you want for yourself, it really becomes just like a wonderful opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that you talked about not what others want. I think so many of the people that I work with, listeners, uh, clients, et cetera, they've decided to make this bold action, like quit their job and start a business or pursue one of their big goals. And there are a lot of people out there, the they's, I don't know who they are, but uh, that tell them, well, you should do this or, ooh, that's not a good idea. So how do you help people work through that? Well, I think that it's important to, once again, um, identify some of your own desires and not share any of that with anyone because you're right. People tend to talk you out of what you want for yourself because they think they know better. And the interesting thing is the people that know or think that they know what you should be doing are not the people that know what they themselves should be doing. Mm, (laughs) I love that. That's so true. (laughs) (laughs) It's much easier for them to project what they think you should be doing than to be focusing on themselves. Yeah. So it becomes a very personal process that I don't encourage people to share with anyone. Mm-hmm. I, I also think when you talk about not sharing, I think sometimes it takes courage. Well, I know it takes courage to step out when you're not really sure yourself if this should, if if you should be doing this, whatever it is, and you're trying to gain acceptance and validation. And then when you do step out and somebody's like, oh, you shouldn't do that. You know, my uncle had a business that failed in 1910 and he's never recovered, (laughs) you know, like, and so then it's like, oh, I had a little bit, I got the courage to share it. And then it immediately, that fire was put out. Um, I, I think it's, it's a confidence buster too. Well, when you do know for yourself, even though you don't know why or how you know for yourself, I think it becomes so clear and feels so right for you that you are not affected by what other people are saying to you or about you because you're in complete alignment with what Mm. you've chosen for yourself about yourself. And it's no longer about others. And that becomes really like just a lovely place to be. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you get, how do you help clients or people that you work with get that clarity so they truly know what they're working on is aligned? Well, I think that when we can create a connection with ourselves, which means get comfortable in our own skin, which means begin to sit quietly with ourselves and listen for that mind chatter and really begin to hear how terribly (laughs) we speak to ourselves most of the time. Yeah. And then throw ourselves on the floor laughing because 99% of it is not true and it's Mm. completely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. so what are we saying to ourselves about ourselves unconsciously 
And I think when we have an opportunity to do that, if we don't take it too seriously, because we can't, I think it's really helpful then to make a decision to fact check that, to Mm -hmm. soften the tone and the language around some of the things that maybe you have heard people say about you or to you. And to really understand that your own voice is such an important part of how you um, feel about yourself. Yeah. It's often not even other people, but we are feeding ourselves unconsciously and sometimes consciously a lot of unnecessary negativity, Mm -hmm. which doesn't feel good. And it's not true. Yeah. I mean, the person you spend the most time with is yourself and that person in your head truly does influence everything you do every day. And I I just, sometimes I wonder, like somebody said to me, well, can't you just turn it off? And, And in reality, you know, it's there to help guide you and do all these things, but it's really hard to change your mindset to be more positive. So how do you help people do that? So you don't need to be more positive, but you can tone it down. You can soften the language or the story that you're telling yourself and others all day long. And and I think that that goes a long way to be a little gentler with yourself, to be a little kinder with yourself. And it's really interesting because when you find yourself being judgmental of others, that Mm -hmm. is a very clear indication that you are judging yourself. Mm. so that is helpful because then you can laugh a little bit you can say oh my goodness here I go again and then you can ask yourself how can I reconnect myself to myself because clearly when we're in judgment we're not connected we're disconnected from ourselves and that's a nice way to remind ourselves you know by our eye and as we look out at others is it a kind eye a gentle eye, or is it a critical judgmental? Yeah. Now, how do you, like some people will say, well, you know, I'm very critical. I'm very skeptical. That's just who I am. Or and maybe this say, is my job. <laughs> yeah. how do, and then I would say, and how does that feel? Yeah. That's interesting. That's a choice. Because if that feels good to you, then okay, you're doing great. Mm-hmm. But if that doesn't feel good to you, then How can we soften all that so that you can feel good? Yeah. And create a loving relationship with yourself first and foremost, and then others. Yeah. And I I really like the authentic piece that you're talking about, because for some people, they're owning that and that's who they truly are. And other people, maybe they got that from their parents. They've had a job that's very much that way. They've been in a toxic culture. And they've evolved to that. So I think that, um, I think well-being is our birthright. Mm -hmm. I think that our inner being, inner knowing is constantly trying to get our attention. Mm -hmm. I think that where we have come from, if we choose conscious choice to take that on as our identity, then we are now no longer a victim to it. We have to make the decision that we are choosing mm. to move forward and to continue whatever the pattern was yeah. that is familiar to us. 
And I applaud people for that. I say, that's great. You're taking personal responsibility. You're stepping into your personal power. You're not a victim. And that's great. Yeah. And as long as you're okay with not feeling good, you know, 24 seven, that's okay too. Yeah. It's not for everybody to feel yeah. good. You know? <laughs> I'm not going to take that away from you. You know, If yeah. that's working for you, great. Yeah. And, you know, somebody said not deciding, said to me, not deciding is a decision. Yes, it is. It's absolutely mm -hmm. a decision. I do not think that there are any victims. I think mm -hmm. we have choices. And every moment we can choose to make a choice or a different choice or no choice. That's a choice, too. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it's hard to make a decision. There's lots of different things that have to happen. And especially when our listeners are chasing their really big goals, they're, they're, if, if they are chasing their big goals, sometimes there's this gap of where they are now and where they need to be. And there's a lot of things they have to decide and do. So how do you help people get to the point where they will make a decision? It's always which feels better in any given moment. Does it feel better to think about this or not to think about it? If it yeah. feels better not to think about it, then don't. Mm -hmm. And ask yourself a few minutes later, which feels better? Does it yeah. feel better to think about this? It does. Are you ready to make a decision about it? No. Yeah. So it, I think it's, that's, it's that simple. Can you mm -hmm. begin to attach your thoughts to feelings and navigate mm -hmm. that way? Mm. I love that comment. Can you attach your thoughts to feelings? I think sometimes we just try and separate those. When I'm thinking about this, I'm going to take the feelings out of it. I'm going to be factual about my decision. That's logistics. Logistics yeah. are great. Mm -hmm. And if you are in that place that you can be emotionally intelligent about making a decision, I mm -hmm. think that's great. Yeah, it's very clear. Yeah. But I also think there's some value in exploring the feelings when I make this decision. How am I going to feel when I do make it in the process of making it? It doesn't always have to be so black and white either. Well, alignment mm -hmm. is thoughts and feelings lined up as one. So if we are in alignment with our task at hand, it's usually yeah. very successful. And mm -hmm. when we're not, then I really welcome, applaud, and embrace procrastination. Because <laughs> I love procrastination. Yeah. Procrastination is an opportunity for us to pause and take some time for us to get our thoughts and feelings in alignment. And then we can take what I like to call inspired action. Mm. Inspired action always turns out brilliantly. Yeah. And you know what's interesting is sometimes we procrastinate and we don't know why. And I've had clients say, you know, I'm so I'm such a procrastinator and da 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 da. And they're beating themselves up over being a procrastinator. But what you just said is is so refreshing because there's a reason that 
they're procrastinating on XYZ task or having a difficult conversation or whatever. And I love that you talked about aligning those thoughts and feelings together to take inspired action because they may be working on something that truly wasn't meant for them to be doing. I mean, this is true. And then there are some people that that's what they do. They procrastinate and they know at the 11th hour, they can be brilliant, but that's their system. So if you've always done it that way, it's Mm -hmm. not procrastination anymore. It's just your way. Yeah. And that's fine because you've been successful doing it. So once again, it's really getting to know ourselves so well that we're not looking to others for their opinion Mm -hmm. or for their commentary or for anything, because we are so clear that we know Mm -hmm. ourselves, that we trust ourselves and that we love ourselves. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I used to have a boss that said to me, be careful when you set a deadline. I was like, okay, tell me more. And he's like, there's three types of people in the world. There's people who, as soon as they get it, will do it. People who will do it right before the deadline and people who will do it right after the deadline. And he's like, so be careful when you set a deadline that you don't have a different expectation of what that deadline means because not because I'm the type of person who does it like kind of close to the deadline. Mm-hmm. He's like, not everybody's like you. Some people are going to send it in two minutes and some people are going to wait till the deadline and then start working on it. <laughs> yes. But when you know yourself, yeah. that's the most important thing. Then you can make a decision based on what you know and yeah. love about yourself. Yeah. Not about somebody else. Yeah. There is nothing outside of ourselves. And yet we are constantly searching and seeking outside of ourselves for validation, for information. It's all from within. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. I love that. So you you are your greatest resource. That's it. Yeah. So how do you help people get to the point where they are able to truly tap into their greatest resource? I think it doesn't take a long time. Mm -hmm. Once you redirect people back to themselves. Mm -hmm. Then they start to get really comfortable. It's like coming home, Mm -hmm. you know? Like when I ask people, trust yourself, know know yourself. Those are in many ways, very foreign requests Yeah. because we're constantly being told that we should be afraid. We don't know what we want. We don't know how we feel that there's some authority out there, expert that can tell us what we need. So this is very refreshing for people. In many ways, it's giving them permission to look within. Mm, I love it. It's really that permission to look within changes everything. Yes, it does. Yeah. So I know that you work with lots of different groups of people. If somebody wants to do some more work on this or work with you, how could they find you? And then what could they maybe expect? So I have a website, it's www.jamie-lernar.com. And every single thing about working with me is on that website. 
including I have a service called the Quickie, a lovely texting option, which I love. But the beauty of the website is that for anybody to work with me, they get in touch with me and they tell me what they need. Mm. I don't tell. I don't tell them. So they choose how much time they need per session or um, it's it's never me that will know what someone else needs. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, and we'll link the website in the show notes for everybody listening. You can find that website and everything. I just loved this conversation and I love the term inspired action. I think that that is a quest that everybody really should do the work to get to the point where they are taking that inspired action because everything changes. And it feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Jamie, for being on the show today. I hope everyone reaches out to her so to you so that you guys can truly work together and get into your authentic self. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a great week. And remember, you can crush your goals and everything that gets in the way without working double time. So let's get to it. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word goal to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word goal. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.